You're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a powerful conversation on what it takes to become enough and stay enough as we strive toward our potential. I'm your host, Enoughness Coach and Women's Leadership Mentor, Megan Hale. Join me every Monday and Thursday as I talk to some of the top voices on what it takes to live true, live brave, and become our biggest champion along the way. It's time to revolutionize the way you live, love, work, and dream. This is the Enoughness Revolution. Hello, leaders. I am so excited to introduce you to our guest today. It was a pleasure being in her presence, and I'm so very honored that she came and shared her wisdom with all of us on enoughness and really bringing this feminine essence into our lives and businesses. But before I introduce you to her, I do want to remind you all that the Fierce Feminine Masterclass is available for you to come and join a collective of women who are really learning to lead differently, to lead more femininely. And you can find out more about that at fiercewomenandmasterclass.com. And I'm so excited for you to just come and join us because all of us women, all of us co-creators, there's eight of us that have really poured our heart and souls into this course, have really embraced this concept of femininity and what that means and looks like for us. And our next guest just highlights the importance of this so very well. Hailed by Elle Magazine as a self-help guru, Julie Parker, who I'm interviewing today, is the CEO and founder of the Beautiful You Coaching Academy, where she passionately trains and supports heart-centered people to bring their talents into the world as life coaches. The editor-in-chief of Inspired Coach Magazine, a published author and in-demand speaker, Julie has inspired thousands of people on stages all over the world for clients including Apple, Telstra, and Earth events. Julie is a recipient of numerous leadership and women's business awards, and she appears regularly in the media, including Sunrise and The Morning Show, as well as publications such as Cosmopolitan, Peppermint Magazine, and Sunday Life. Julie is also a modern-day priestess and is committed to contributing to a world where feminine qualities of intuition, presence, nurturing, and love sit comfortably within the realms of global for-profit entrepreneurship. Julie lives in Melbourne with her husband, stepdaughter, and two much-loved adopted cats. You can connect with her by visiting beautifulyoucoachingacademy.com. I am so, so blessed and honored to share our conversation with you today. So without further ado, here is Julie. Welcome back to the Enoughness Revolution, everyone. I am so very, very honored to have my next guest, Julie Parker, here with me. Julie, thank you so much for joining me and talking to my audience. Oh, it's such a pleasure, Megan. Thank you for having me. I cannot wait to have this conversation with you. You know, I have been watching everything you have been creating in the world, and I think that you have such a beautiful message of really helping women know how beautiful they are, how special they are how talented they are, and that their, their mission, that thing that lives in their hearts, it not only matters, but they're worthy of it. And to mm. me, so much enoughness is in that. So I'm so excited to have your expertise just to come and, and talk about enoughness and how we can get there as women. Mm. Well, what a beautiful topic to talk about because I really feel like all of the things that you've just mentioned, they're really 
it encapsulates my life's work. Mm. So uh, what a joy to talk about this topic. Yes, absolutely. So for you, I know that you've probably had a personal journey to developing your own sense of, of beauty, realizing that within yourself, of knowing that you're worthy of all of those dreams in your heart. Were there any um, big shifts for you where you really had to let go of an old story that you were keeping to step into the work that you're doing now? Mm. Well, you know, I'm going to start, if I can, a little bit earlier than that because I think it's actually really important for everyone listening to know when we think about somebody as a whole person that I was actually one of those very blessed girls and young women that grew up with a single mother and a sister, mm. and also in a multi-generational family. So we lived with my grandparents where essentially I was genuinely and openly and honestly loved for who I was and everything about me. And I really do attribute my my own mum for instilling that sense and my grandmother as well for instilling that sense of enoughness within me. Yeah. And to tell you the truth, Megan, I think I was quite naive as a young girl that other people and other girls around me also felt that same way. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really understand that other people didn't. Now, this is not to say that I had rock solid self-esteem all the time. <laughs> right. You know, nobody has that all the time. But it wasn't until I trained to become a social worker and I specialised in working with young women around issues of the self. So self-esteem, self-confidence, and particularly body image and later eating disorders, mm. that I actually saw that in fact, I was not the norm yeah. and that there were so many girls and women around me that did not feel that way about themselves and I just became deeply, deeply passionate about doing everything that I could to change that. Yeah. And so for me, I feel very blessed that I have had a sense of enoughness for most of my life interestingly enough until I started my own business mm -hmm. and it was then which never occurred until my mid to sort of you know latish 20s that I actually started to feel shall we say out of my depth Mm. suddenly I didn't feel enough I didn't feel like I knew enough I didn't feel I was uh good enough to be able to do something like that and I had to work through a lot of things in starting my own business to become a coach and now somebody who trains coaches in our life coaching academy to really push through that. And that was my first big experience of having to do that and it involved lots of hero's journeys and heroine's yeah. journeys, shall we say, along the way, you know, like being my true authentic self online, having my brand express who I really was, not feeling as though I needed to be somebody else, not for the first time in my life, being deeply worried about what other people thought of me, you know, all of those sorts of things. And I think those are the sorts of things that many people can relate to, but they didn't happen for me until later in life. Mm, mm. I think that's so, so important though, that I think sometimes our backgrounds can really be a really firm foundation for us. 
And other times they can really leave us wanting a lot more yes. <laughs> than how we come oh, into yeah. the world. Mm. I'm, I'm curious though, when you were in this moment of starting your business and the voices of not enough are present as they are for so many of us when we're going to something new, did you find that you were able to just take action and confidence came later? Or do you think it was the other way around? Oh, what a great question that is. <laughs> you know, I really think that it was a combination of both, if I'm to be honest. I think action was most definitely a, a big part of it. And I think that, you know, that is such a big part of moving beyond doubt, moving beyond fear, moving beyond our own ego, you know, all of those things. But I also found myself in a position where I felt deeply called at that time to do a lot of work on me. And so I I saw a counsellor myself. I started to get a lot more coaching for me, Mm -hmm. you know, around my level of confidence and who I was as a woman and, you know, what this new shift in my life was meaning for me. So I think it really was a combination of both internal and external work. Can I also say that I think at that time in my life, having a tribe of really amazing women around me helped to give me permission that suddenly, as a grown woman, I was no longer giving myself. You know, I'd had it all down before. It's like I'd travelled, I'd had some great relationships with men and some terrible ones as well. And, you know, I'd picked myself up and dust myself off and keep moving and things like that. But suddenly I felt very stuck. Mm-hmm. And I remember having an amazing conversation with a girlfriend one day and she had a little bit of background in design and she was talking to me about my brand new website. And she said, it's just not you. She said, what are you doing? She said, where is this beautiful, rich, abundant, feminine, pink, you know, gorgeous, divine goddess that we all know you to be? It's like she's died. You know, it's like whatever it is that you're translating online, it's just not there. And that was just a real little loving smackdown (laughs) that she gave me. And she was right. She was absolutely right. But I was afraid, you know, like 17 years ago, you know, when I first started coaching, I'm a dinosaur in the coaching world, Megan. I've been around for a long time. And it was, that was what was done. Everything was very navy. It was very beige. It was very corporate. Mm. And that's really what I felt I had to be to attract clients. And she said, you just need to dump that. You need to really let yourself shine through. Where's the pink? Where's the play? You know, where's the passion? Let that come through and then everything will fall into place. And she was 100% correct. And I had to redo everything. It was a big call, but I'm so glad I did because I think that was really when things started for me. And when I realised that honouring myself as being enough, who I was in that moment, and having the courage to share that with everyone else would allow so much, you know, richness and abundance and joy to come into my life. And so I've kind of never steered away from it since, which I'm pleased about. <laughs> I think that we first need to say a big thank you to your friends. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Yes. <laughs> but also to you for really having the courage to step more into alignment and being mm. willing to share who you really are 
you know, one of the things I've found for myself is alignment is so important for creating something of, of substance, but also it sustains us in moving forward. When I don't feel aligned, I don't feel fulfilled. And I know that there's always something missing there, or maybe I'm not bringing this other element of myself to the table. I need to give myself a little bit more permission there. You are 100% correct. And the other thing that I've noticed for my own life, Megan, is that it's just so much more easeful. Oh, yes. So much more easeful, so much more graceful, and it just feels more divine. It yes. really does. Yes. Now, one of the things that we've kind of talked on the podcast a little bit about in the past is really bringing this divine feminine into the forefront of who we are as women. And, you know, this is such a huge piece of who you are naturally. And as for women who are maybe learning to embrace this side, the softer side, the more vulnerable side, the nurturer, what kind of tips would you, would you share with them of how to bring this energy more to the forefront for them? Well, this is a real passion topic of mine at the moment, Megan, and it, you know, particularly within the last two years of my life, I've become deeply interested and connected into the divine feminine and how we as women have, you know, in a patriarchal society that we have all been part of um, for centuries now, really so many of us have lost touch with the power of our own womanness and that divine feminine and goddess that lives inside all of us. And there are lots of reasons for that, the main one being that the qualities that exist within that realm are not as valued in society today as they once were. Mm -hmm. However, it's changing. It is shifting. And so when I talk about these qualities, I'm talking about things such as nurturing, um, caring, uh, intuition, um, you know, feminine uh, wisdom and, you know, love and connection, putting people before profit, you know, all of those beautiful, rich things that come often so easily to us as women, but we may shut down. Um, you know, we've all probably had experiences of people as women telling us to calm down or you're being too emotional or you're being too hysterical or, yes. you know, all of those things shut down our feminine mm -hmm. and they tell us that it's bad and it's wrong and or it's not wanted or valued. And so for me, you know, there's so many things that women can do to tap into this side of themselves and I could talk about this forever, but a couple of tips, just a couple of the most important ones is that I would first of all say, do everything that you possibly can to develop your intuition, which is essentially just another name for your inner wisdom. That is your true female core power and your womb wisdom speaking to you there. Mm -hmm. When you hear that voice inside of you, even though, you know, everything in black and white and paper on the masculine side of our brain might be saying, yes, this is a go, but there's something inside of you that's saying, this doesn't feel right. Listen to that. Tune into that more. You know, when you have thoughts and feelings that come up for you in that way, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to act upon them, but listen to them. 
listen to them. You're being called. Your own inner guide is calling to you. You are calling to you. And the more that you listen to you in that way, the more your feminine power and intuition will develop. Mm. The other tip that I would give everyone is to, in this very modern, busy, crazy world, try to find every opportunity you can to slow down. <laughs> just to be more present, connect with yourself, just slow down because it's very hard to be in this gentle, nurturing, feminine space which is very powerful if we are frantic and we know as wives and mums and business owners and career women and things like that, that's hard and it's one of the reasons why our feminine traits are struggling. <laughs> they can, they're struggling at the moment because we're connected to the phone and the internet and the kids and the everything and the school run and the snacks and the, you know, everything like that. And it can be really hard. But even if you can just find 10 minutes a day for yourself in pure you mode with a cup of tea, a inspirational book, a meditation or doing nothing at all, that time will just increase your feminine power immensely. Mm. So much wisdom in those tips. You know, the thing that I've, I've learned from my own journey with all this, I, I've always been a go-go-goer. And mm -hmm. <laughs> last year, I really made a big shift to slow down. And what I noticed is that it was really uncomfortable and almost mm -hmm. scary. I felt like it was wrong. And what I noticed is that it really boiled down to difficulty receiving, mm -hmm. receiving time or permission from myself, um, receiving from the universe or God. And this really translated in not being able to receive from others. I was so in the mode of go and give and go and give and giving is great. Going is as well. But I realized that I wasn't balancing that out. And in a way, busyness it kept me disconnected more so than I ever knew yes <laughs> and when I started to slow down I started to actually create a space so I could receive my own wisdom and it's almost like those two tips they really go hand in hand because we have to slow down in order to hear that inner voice and receive that wisdom yes <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but yes, you you are you are one hundred percent correct. And and you know, I know that you're aware, Megan, that you know I'm currently undertaking some you know very deep goddess and inner divine feminine work, and you know uncovering priestess qualities. And mm. it's fascinating that you mentioned that about busyness because one of the shadow qualities of the priestess, which is just another word in the modern day world for a woman who is a guide, a light, you're a priestess. You know, I'm a priestess, you are a priestess. So many women who will be listening to this call will be priestesses as well. Um, the shadow quality, the dominant shadow quality of the priestess is busyness and perfectionism. <laughs> there you go. I have no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, those are the two qualities 
that priestesses in the world, um, when they are most in their darkness and shadow, those are the qualities that come mm. out the hardest because the priestess, her role is to be a vessel of mm. divine spirit. And you can only be that in stillness. Mm. And that's not to say that we all need to pack up and move to Nepal and start <laughs> meditating 15 hours a day because the thought of that just sends my head totally out of the, the stratosphere. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds very uncomfortable, to be perfectly frank. It doesn't sound very feminine at all. Mm -hmm. um, but that's what those qualities are. And, you know, the light qualities of a priestess are somebody who is still and magnetic and intuitive and mm. present. So there you go. You know, that's, you know, that's that, just a little bit of shadow stuff that's coming out for you there, which I think so much of us can, so many of us can relate to. Oh, yeah. Well, I think the other thing is too, um, you know, when you're very heart-centered and passion-driven and you know that you're here to serve in a big way, there's a lot of things that we can sometimes feel like we need to do in order to serve that mission, especially when you have a business. There's lots <laughs> I don't think the do yeah. list ever ends. I haven't found the end of it anyways. And so no. to take rest or to go into stillness almost feels like counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. What I've noticed is that in order to speed up, I actually need to slow down. And it's blown my mind to realize the connection between those two things. But I think that that's, I know for me, I can speak for myself. I had a lot of fear that if I slowed down, that I wasn't going to get everything done. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a fear that so many people can relate to. And Megan, I don't want to give the impression at all that I am not, in fact, because this is the truth, uh, a very busy, driven, ambitious woman who is managing staff and a yeah. global training company and all those things, because I am. And... You know, we, we have, it, it's, it's a struggle to say this, but, you know, I work hard and I know that you work hard too and that's not a very feminine, you know, word. It's not a very feminine, empowering way to say it, but it is the truth. But I too have learned what you have learned and that is that doing everything possible to just move at a slower pace and or take more time out and delegate more and be less controlling and and let things go the impact of that when you first start to do it it can feel very wrong not just weird it can feel very wrong yeah but when you start to see results from it is when you start to go oh hang on a second that's the third idea that I've had, which is so creative and so amazing and so brilliant. And I'm on a weekend away with my husband. <laughs> yes. What is that about? You know, why don't I have these ideas when I'm sitting in front of my laptop at seven yeah. o'clock at night and I've just worked eight hours in the day. It's like, mm -hmm. Julie, that's not the way it works. Yes. You know, that, that is not when you are in, uh, you know, a, uh, an empowered feminine mode of creativity and connection and intuition and all of those things. It is no coincidence that I think every single brilliant idea that I've ever had for my business, I've been near a banana lounge or on one. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> 
it's that's it and it's like it can't be a coincidence Megan it can't be I'm sure that there, there is something in that you know oh absolutely so take absolutely. more holidays everyone take more time out <laughs> spend more time with your pets spend more time in the garden spend more time at the beach and you'll be amazed at what will come to you yes you know the thing that comes to mind when we're talking about this a priestess practice just popped into my mind of it's really a practice of actually engaging in, in this new way of being and pulling yourself back. Cause I think it's so easy for us to get caught up in the overwhelm when we do have a lot going on and we tend to speed up in those times instead of make that time. I mean, I just had a month like this <laughs> getting ready to pre prepare for a baby and business is just, it needs things need to get done before I go on leave. And I'm like, how can I in the future, be better at pulling myself back instead of letting that fear, that overwhelm guide me. So I'm curious for you in your own practice, Julie, you know, do you have some, some scheduling things that you do or how do you pull yourself back to make sure you're, you're creating that space for yourself? Mm -hmm. Do you know, I think the number one thing that I do is that I don't overschedule myself. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that, that's it. And to be perfectly honest, that's it. So, for example, I have had, a, I don't know what you call it, a rule, but a, a commitment, I think is the better word to describe it, a commitment to myself that um, I don't have wherever it is humanly possible. I do not see anyone in my work life, you know, face-to-face -face or, you know, even, you know, an interview such as this one, mm -hmm. and I'm loving it, this is such <laughs> a fabulous conversation, on a Friday. Fridays are for me. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, my weekends are for me too, but Fridays are for me to work if I want to, not work if I don't want to. Mm -hmm. um, basically to do anything that I want. And it doesn't matter how busy I get, I have become very, very good at not breaking that commitment to myself. Mm -hmm. um, I can chat to a friend or anything like that, but it's I don't schedule work time where I need to be on with a client or a business contact or anything of that sort. It's really my day. Mm -hmm. It's my day to be more insular and, and just have that time back for me. And I also, with that non-overscheduling, really manage my diary very tightly. I've gotten very good at looking at the big picture Mm -hmm. of my week and my month and making sure that, for example, if we have a very big event in the Beautiful You Coaching Academy, that for the next three days after that, it's like, you can't reach me. You know, I, I need, you, can, you could on email, of course, and my mum can reach me if she needs to. <laughs> but, but it's, um, I, I, I just, I need to rest. I need to recharge. I need to give back to myself. That's just so incredibly important. And so I don't say yes, 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 all the time to everything. I've gotten a lot more selective and curative with my time. And I think that one big thing really is what allows me to stay out of the overwhelm bucket. Now, I'm not going to say that my toes don't get dipped into it every now and again. They do. <laughs> we all 
have our toes dipped in to that bucket when we're running a business as women or even just as women and mums and wives and partners and girlfriends and things in general. But that's my big thing for staying out of it. I think that's so wise. And I think that that really comes with practice of knowing how much can you have on your plate without it feeling overwhelmed mm-hmm. and just kind yes. of keeping a barometer on that of how, how much did these tasks feel? Is this too much? Kind of checking in with yourself regularly to make sure you're not putting too much on your plate because I think as women, we tend to do that quite easily, <laughs> especially with yeah, all our absolutely that. Yeah, but I no, think that's very great wisdom, Julie. Thank you. You're welcome. So I want to be so mindful of your time and for being just a fabulous guest on the Enoughness Revolution. I could talk to you all day. So thank <laughs> you for being here with me and all of our listeners. Oh, what a pleasure. You know, gosh, aren't we so lucky, really, as women, you know, to be able to, in this modern day world, have conversations like this? Because I'm sure that everybody's picked up that you and I are not neighbours. You know, I clearly, (laughs) you know, know, we're having this conversation with me all the way in Australia and you in the US. And it's just so extraordinary to think that we can have, you know, soulful feminine conversations like this. And it's going to you know, go out around the world. So it's my absolute pleasure. And I just really thank you for reaching out and having me. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. And to all of our listeners, thank you for sharing this space with Julie and I. We will see you again soon. Thank you so much for joining us on the Enoughness Revolution. If today's episode rocked your world or added value to your life, I'd love for you to let us know by leaving a quick review on iTunes. The Enoughness Revolution is a global conversation for owning who we are as women and owning who we are as leaders. If you're ready to break free from the destructive stories of not enough and step boldly into your own leadership, visit me at megan-hale.com for one-on-one coaching, group programs, and courses, all designed to empower you to lead. Until next time, you're beautiful, you're powerful, you're capable of achieving everything you desire. Claim your enoughness, sister, and unleash the fierce feminine leader within.